Hello, happy Friday, and thank you for tuning in to episode 12 of the Disney Parks Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson. Today, I decided to do something a little bit cheesy and focus on the Disney princesses, as who doesn't love a bit of Disney princess magic? I am focusing on four theme parks, Disneyland California, Disney World Florida, Disneyland Paris, and Disneyland Tokyo, to talk about all the Disney princess activities, food, accommodation, etc., that you can find at those resorts, to eventually work out which one is ideal for princess lovers. Spoiler, they're all pretty great. So let's dive straight into it and find out all the Disney princess themed things you can do. Let's start off with the rides. I'm going to talk about the rides in all four of these parks that have a direct link to a Disney princess. In Disneyland Paris, there really aren't that many rides that are specifically dedicated to a princess. That said though, they do have a Snow White ride in Fantasyland, which is a ride through and you get to see the story. I always found that one really creepy because of the witch, but I've heard that that is a general theme in the other versions of this ride as well in other parks. They also have these storybook boats, which okay, aren't 100% dedicated to one or two princesses in particular, but it does feature many of the classic well-loved Disney princess stories like The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. They of course have a Sleeping Beauty castle, it's really impressive and beautiful. Within the castle they have the Sleeping Beauty Galleria, which is a walkthrough experience. They have different artworks depicting the story, stained glass windows, sculptures, tapestries, they even have these beautiful stone pillars that are made to look like trees. In the California park, again, there aren't that many rides that are specifically dedicated to a princess. They too have a version of Snow White, but they've owned the Scary Witch and featured the Snow White Scary Adventures in the title. <laughs> they also have Ariel's Undersea Adventure dedicated to Princess Ariel. In Tokyo Disneyland, there are a few more princess specific attractions. They too have a Snow White ride that seems to be a theme worldwide. They also have Cinderella's Fairy Tale Hall. So much like in Disneyland Paris, they have Cinderella Castle and they have an attraction within the castle. You kind of walk in there, they show you an area of the castle, you can see the Cinderella slippers. It's just a thing for princess lovers to kind of enjoy and get an insight to what the castle is like. They also have Jasmine's Flying Carpets. Now they have this attraction in other Disney parks around the world, but they're never dedicated to Jasmine. It's always Aladdin's or Genie's Flying Carpets. But in Tokyo, they've given it to the princess. So I'm gonna count this one as a princess specific ride, Jasmine's Flying Carpets. As well as this, Tokyo Disney Sea has a whole area dedicated to the Little Mermaid's Kingdom. If you go underneath the top design, you will find a few different small rides under there, featuring Ariel, of course, and her underwater friends. Now we pull out the big guns and we look at Disney World Florida. In Disney World Florida, most of the Disney princess attractions are found in the Magic Kingdom, except Frozen, which is the newer one that is in the Norway Pavilion in Epcot. But in Magic Kingdom, they have 
Of course, The Enchanted Tales of Belle, which is the experience where you can meet Belle and they tell the story using children from the audience. They also have Journey of the Little Mermaid. But they also have themed areas within the park that are dedicated to a princess, which is why I'm featuring that on the list. They have Rapunzel's area, which has Rapunzel's tower. They have a restroom and a little town with the lanterns where you can have that photo pass experience I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts. Then they also have an area dedicated to Belle with Beast's Castle. They have Gaston's Tavern. So they've done really well for theming, dedicating whole areas to different princesses. Now moving swiftly on to the shows. In each of the parks, it'd be easy to catch a glimpse of the princesses during the daily parades or the nightly spectacular shows. But aside from that, there are a few other offerings that each park has. In Disneyland Paris, they have Animation Celebration, Frozen, a musical invitation, and Frozen 2, an enchanted journey. Now, both of these, of course, are inspired by Anna and Elsa and the Frozen franchise seen as before COVID, they were celebrating Frozen and they had a special festival going on in the parks. In California Disneyland, they also have a version of Frozen on stage for you to enjoy, as well as storytelling at the Royal Theater, where they reenact moments and scenes from other famous Disney princess stories, such as Rapunzel. As well, something new, they have Fantasy Fair, where again, you can interact and watch the princesses with their princes. They also have something special that they do yearly, dedicated to a princess that we don't often hear a lot about, and that's Mulan. Every year they have Mulan's Lunar New Year procession, obviously to celebrate the Chinese New Year, which I think is really cool. In Tokyo Disneyland, they only have currently one show that's purely dedicated to the princesses, and that is King Triton's concert in Tokyo Disney Sea. This one, of course, is The Little Mermaid and features Ariel and her sisters singing. Then we move on to Disney World, which has other options, as you would imagine, seen as it's bigger. They have the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which is like a Broadway-style performance of the classic story in Hollywood Studios. They also have the Frozen sing-along, which is very popular and is made funny by the two historians. This one is also at Hollywood Studios. And then they have, again at Hollywood Studios, a Little Mermaid-themed show. Let's talk about all the food and dining experiences dedicated to the Disney princesses at the four resorts. In Disneyland Paris, there is the Auberge du Centrion. I've spoken about this multiple times as it's the only location in Disneyland Paris where you can dine with the Disney princesses. You'll get a three course dinner inspired by Cinderella and you'll get to meet her and of course Prince Charming. This one has a price tag of $84, but not to fear, they recently introduced a breakfast package, which is a bit cheaper. As well as this, they also have Disney princess themed snacks that seem to be changing up annually. At the moment, they have frozen snacks at the cable car bake shop, including biscuits and cookies decorated to be Elsa and Anna. But last year, during the 2019 Princess and Pirates Festival, they had the cutest Disney princess macaroons. There was a pineapple one with Snow White on it and a raspberry one with Cinderella on it. So they seem to be adding new things on a yearly basis. 
In California Disneyland, they have the most extra princess dining experience that I've come across. At the Napa Rose restaurant at the Grand Californian Hotel, they're offering a three course breakfast with the princesses, including princess waffles. This one is a mere $125 per person, but from the comments and reviews, I've heard it's worth it for the individual attention and how happy it will make any little princess. As well as this extra meal, they also have lots of different princess themed snacks that are changing up most of the time seasonally. There's cupcakes inspired by Cinderella, Ariel. There's new things all the time over there. In Tokyo Disneyland, there is not unfortunately any restaurant where you can dine with the Disney princesses for the moment. The closest you can get to having a Disney princess themed restaurant is probably Sebastian's Calypso Kitchen. This one again is in the Prince Eric and Ariel area in Disney Tokyo Sea. But they do somehow have sets that are inspired by films. And what do I mean by that? Well, at the Blue Bayou restaurant at the moment, which is the restaurant at parts of the Caribbean, they have a $50 Beauty and the Beast dinner set, which is supposedly inspired by different elements of the film. They have beef mousse, they have salmon, trout, they have things shaped like roses. And then my favorite is the dessert, which is a little passion fruit mousse. And they've got a tiny little silhouette of Belle cut out of chocolate. Not to mention they also have those Beauty and the Beast mochi I mentioned in the previous episode. And I also mentioned the seashell ice cream, which is inspired by Ariel's. They have snacks again over there that change up all the time. Now in Disney World Florida, there are plenty of Disney princess dining experiences to be had, as you can well imagine. So I'm gonna try and rattle them off for you. So the most popular one is Cinderella's Royal Table because of course it gives you the opportunity to dine within Cinderella's castle. But not only that, you get to make acquaintance with Cinderella and Prince Charming. As well as this, in the Magic Kingdom, there is Be Our Guest, which is the opportunity to dine in the Beast's Castle. It's a quick service at lunchtime, but at dinner it is full table service and the Beast makes an appearance. This one is really fun because they have lots of inspired dishes that come straight out of the film, including the grey stuff. Try it, it's delicious! In Epcot, they have a Kershoes, which is again another experience where you can dine with various princesses. This one is in the Norway Pavilion. In the morning, the breakfast is your typical kind of worldwide pancakes, fruit, all that. But then for lunch and dinner, they often offer Norwegian dishes as well. So if you want to try something different, that's a good place to go. As well as that, they have the Cinderella Happy Ever After Dinner at 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian. This one again is a meal only offered in the evening and you can meet Cinderella, Prince Charming and the two ugly sisters. Another cute option is the Disney's Perfectly Princess Tea Party, which is available at the Grand Floridian, where you can have an afternoon tea with Princess Aurora. There's also the Bon Voyage Adventure Breakfast at the Boardwalk at Trattoria Al Forno. And this one is with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, which is my favorite Disney princess. So that one is one that I hope to check out next time I go. Aside from restaurants, they also have the Enchanted Rose Bar, which is new and it's at the Grand Floridian Hotel. This one is inspired by Belle, of course, and the Enchanted Rose from the film. 
Treats wise, it's endless in Disney World. There's cupcakes, there's special desserts all the time. At Storybook Treats, they often have seasonal goods, including Rapunzel things like the Rapunzel Eclair. They had a soft serve for Rapunzel with flowers and edible decorations on it. So long story short, because I'm running out of air, <laughs> there is lots and lots of Disney princess food at Disney World. Accommodation. If you're looking for a Disney princess themed place to rest your head at the end of the day, you're in luck. At Disneyland Paris, you can look no further than the flagship five-star Disneyland Hotel. They have several suites on offer, including the Cinderella Suite and the Sleeping Beauty Suite. That said, they're gonna set you back a few thousand dollars per night. They've got lots of perks, they've got beautiful theming and wonderful views. If you want to learn more about those, you can check out my episode on the most expensive things in Disneyland Paris. In the California Disneyland Resort, unfortunately, there are no set rooms that are completely dedicated to Disney prince and princesses. So if you want a princess-themed place to rest your head, I'm afraid you're not going to find that in California. That said, though, the Disneyland Hotel is still beautiful and luxurious, so why not? Tokyo Disneyland also has themed rooms at their Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. This one, again, is going to set you back a pretty penny. They have Beauty and the Beast themed rooms and Cinderella themed rooms, including artwork, monograms and little details. But these are going to cost you around $500 minimum per night as they are considered premium rooms. At Florida, you've got a few more options that are a bit more affordable. So in Disney World, you can go to Art of Animation Resort where they have Little Mermaid Suites. These ones are delightfully themed. They're bright and colorful and feature all your favorite characters from the films. These you can get for under $200 a night, which compared to the others is a steal. Also at Walt Disney World, there's the Port Orleans Riverside Resort where you can find royal rooms. The idea behind these is that Princess Tiana has invited her princess friends over to spend the night and wanted them to feel at home. These rooms will cost you around $300 per night, but again, compared to some of the other options, aren't too bad. Finally, other activities that will help you prolong the Disney princess fun. Meet and greets. In most Disney parks, it is super easy to meet up with your favorite princesses for a picture and an autograph. In California Disneyland, you should head over to Fantasy Fair to catch the prince and princesses. In Disneyland Paris, there's the Princess Pavilion, which has various princesses throughout the day. And of course, in Disney World, well, the opportunities are endless. They have got loads of locations for princess meet and greets. And you can either meet some of the rarer princesses, including Merida in the Magic Kingdom from Brave. You can meet Mulan at the China Pavilion in Epcot. And if you're lucky, you might catch Pocahontas at Animal Kingdom Park. Princess Runs. I'm sure you are familiar with Run Disney. They are running events that you can partake in in Walt Disney World. They have 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons. 
and one of their most popular runs is the princess run it's typically 5k and it's a lot of fun the disney princesses make an appearance and there's cute merchandise so this princess run is a fun way to do something fitness related and disney related and it was always in florida but starting this year well it was supposed to start this year in may 2020 Disneyland Paris was also going to host a princess run, but we, as we know, everything is shut right now, but hopefully that means that next year we'll be able to have that run in two different resorts instead of just in Florida. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Now this one is a fun activity for little girls who dream of being princesses. You can go into this shop and have a princess makeover, hair, makeup, princess dresses, sashes, tiaras, all the works. Now this experience is available in Tokyo Disneyland, California Disneyland and Walt Disney World. They have something similar in Disneyland Paris called Princess for a Day Salon at the Disneyland Hotel. And it's the same idea, it's just a different name. And then another VIP package, if you're a princess lover in Walt Disney World, you can do the signature celebration package at Cinderella's Royal Table. This one includes dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table, VIP viewing of the Happily Ever After fireworks and projection show, and then access to an extra dessert party which has got Cinderella themed desserts. This one's price tag ranges from $170 to $199, but if you have a princess lover in your family, maybe it's worth it for you. So as you can see, it's hard to pick which Disney park is the best for Disney princess lovers. I mean, Disney World Florida has the biggest variety of options, but that's to be expected as it's bigger. I guess it depends on what you or your kid's favorite princess is. Perhaps Sleeping Beauty lovers would get a kick out of Disneyland Paris. Or maybe those who love Ariel would love Tokyo Disney Sea because they have the whole Ariel's Kingdom area. What do you think? Which one do you think is best for Disney princess lovers? What's your favorite Disney princess and which of these places would you like to go for your dream trip? Let's end this podcast with my Disney fact of the day. Glenn Keane, the creator of Rapunzel from Disney's Tangled, took inspiration from his daughter who loved painting the walls in her room as a young girl. When Glenn started working on Rapunzel, his daughter was at that point already an accomplished painter, and so he decided to hire her to design how Rapunzel's room would look in the film. Isn't that cool? That about wraps up episode 12 of the Disney Parks Wanderer. I hope you enjoyed listening and as always, thank you so much for taking your time to listen. If you want to get in contact to talk about a past or coming up Disney trip or Disney experience, feel free to do so by writing into DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com. Or now I have actually discovered the voice messages part of the Anchor platforms. If you want to send in a voice note, you are also 100% welcome to do so and I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great weekend and I'll be back on Monday. Until then, stay curious. Thank you.